do you think we will see more of this kind of you know thing where we see you know more countries adopting you know Bitcoin or including Bitcoin in their you know national framework when it comes to you know you know financial you know you know in that sense do you think we'll see more of you know El Salvadorish you know policies? I believe so. I believe that uh, we'll see more and more countries um, supporting Bitcoin and implementing it as a legal tender. Maybe some will be a little bit more shy uh, and will just try to push behind the scenes for at least more adoption for Bitcoin in the in national economy. Others will, uh, will definitely follow the example in Salvador. So either case is fine. So um, you know, uh, you have to think about that El Salvador is uh, taking some risk in being so public and so early uh, with um, um, promoting Bitcoin. So, you know, uh, you know, we have we have been hearing um, many from many places, uh, you know, some criticism and really high levels of what they are doing. So uh, sometimes, you know, um, I can see countries and we are talking with the different countries that are you know, asking us uh, our advice. Um, on how to to do things, how to enter in the in in the Bitcoin world, and uh, you know uh, some of them are just considering uh, Bitcoin as uh, you know a, as a different, just a different uh, way for people to manage payments, um, they, and in, internally in the currencies, just making it legal to offer Bitcoin uh, related services, payments, and so on. Uh, rather than forcing it as a, you know a legal tender, so there are different ways, and you know we are in discussion you know with with different governments uh, that we that are asking our advice. In relation to El Salvador, do you think the Lightning Network UI is ready for a whole nation of people to start using it for payments? Well, I, I can tell you my experience. Today, I tried to go on chivowallet.com. And, you know, it was giving me a 400, uh, four or three page from uh, their CDN. So, uh, I, I, so the only thing that I could do was reading around in the news and trying to understand from screenshot how it was working. And um, I, my understanding that might not be the, the truth or the correct, but my understanding is that um, uh, it's, it's quite buggy at the moment. Um, and uh, I believe that unfortunately it has been a little bit rushed, right? So you cannot develop a full uh, Bitcoin Lightning wallet in one month and a half unless you don't you don't take one existing open source wallet off the shelves and you don't use that. So um, I think that with one month more they could have done a much better job. But, uh, you know, um, I, 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 for example, I don't know if uh, people can transfer out the Bitcoin from the wallet. Yeah, it's, uh, it's something that I think is still developing. I believe, from what we understand, you can, if you have the Chivo wallet and you're $30, you got airdropped by the government, you have to transfer it between Chivo wallets like three or four times, it looks like, before you can then send it out of the Chivo wallet ecosystem, uh, okay. which isn't perfect. Uh, by any means, um, but uh, I mean, I can see, I can kind of see their inspiration for doing that. But um, at the same time, it's not really a super open system, is it? So I suppose it's a little bit. Uh, um, but I guess they're trying to keep the value somewhat inside the country, um, and and that seems to be the way they're doing. It. But that, that looks like at the moment what what it is is that you have to transfer a few times within that interface, and then you can send it out to BitRefill, for example. Anyone who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I have one question since I think we are towards the end of the segment. Um, 
what's what what's next for Bitfinex? What do they have in store? What are the services? Are you guys hoping to you know launch in the future? You know, credit cards, debit cards, stuff like that. So we are working on our own debit card solution. Um, but I think that if I have to say one thing that I'm super excited of is the thing that we just launched uh, on Monday that is called uh, Bitfinex Securities. So we are basically the, um, the first crypto exchange actually going after traditional finance world. So we got a license in Kazakhstan that is, um, um, that is uh, a great place because has this financial framework that has been built on top of the UK and Dubai um, regulatory framework. That is, uh, and with this license, we can offer a actual tokenization of securities, so equities. We can offer tokenization of bonds, so corporate debt. And we also can offer tokenization of shares of funds. So you have a company uh, in Nigeria, you have a company in Europe, anywhere, anywhere right? You, you can raise capital. Actually, Bitfinex Securities can do run IPOs, not ICOs, not all those things in the crypto, but actual IPOs uh, on behalf of companies uh, or working with companies that want to do IPO. They, they might not be well suited for, for example, the London Stock Exchange because they, have, they are maybe smaller than the, the, the cap that you have to bring in the London, the London Stock Exchange. So we are looking at, we, we are basically setting up ourselves as the be the... Um, the trading venue for small mid-cap um, companies that want to raise capital and have a liquid and efficient secondary market for their shares. So you know, you know, you have like you know, maybe Ferrari wants to uh, raise capital, or like an Italian football team wants to um, do an IPO and get listed. They can do it on between securities. There is so our competition uh, started looking to listing. Token, um, uh, tokenized shares of Apple, Google, and so on. But our idea was still building on our experience in crypto was, okay, but why should we reinvent the wheel? Why yet another location where you can trade the Google shares, right? There are like one gazillion places where you can trade Google shares. But why we, we wanted to focus on a platform that could give access to smaller companies to um, a new way to raise capital and uh, an efficient platform, a simple platform with all the regulatory requirements, but still with a streamlined process that has been brought and built thanks to years of, uh, of, uh, of Bitfinex experience. So with Bitfinex, we learn a lot about customers. We learn a lot about uh, corporates that, that trade on Bitfinex and so on. We know which processes they are used to so we design our, you know, the entire framework, entire processes of Bitfinex securities around that. So we already in, in this, we, we got the first two projects on board that are one is, is, is Exornium, that is, um, is an online morp game that uh, has Bitcoin, um, you know, um, you can, you, you can, you get Bitcoin rewards and so on. And the other one is Blockstream Mining Unit. So you get, uh, let's say a share of, um, Let's say you you um, you can acquire a share of basically their mining node that will give you a return in Bitcoin uh, through the mining that their that Blockstream is doing through that uh, vehicle. And then we are already aligned different um, <clears throat> legal firms around the world that have clients that say, well, 
we we are not interested to to go to you know the user as suspect to get listed because you know they are just going to squeeze us. Um, well, we want to work with someone that come that comes from the new financial system. And so they are extremely interested in that. And uh, I believe that Bitcoin Securities is, is well positioned to bring the, let's say, the Bitcoiner experience to also st- traditional finance. Sounds pretty cool. I, is it, so is it the case that if you just uh, to ask back, it sounds like a good, good idea. Is it the case that if you you're fully verified on Bitfinex um, and you have, you know, X amount of funds on there, um, you could literally just kind of use those funds and the similar interface that we use for crypto for the securities, right? So you yes, kind of- that's correct. So it, you have to, so you have to move the funds to, you have to basically do a self at, uh, verific- attestation um, to because that is for regulatory requirements. So there is an additional step. Then you can just create a, a, a Bitfinex Securities sub account. You become a Bitfinex Securities member in this way, so you can just move the funds from your master account to the your Bitfinex Securities account, and uh, you, know, you can we will list uh, pairs against Bitcoin, Tether, Dollar, and you can invest in Bitcoin in the IPOs as well. Pretty cool, actually. I like the idea of that. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's somewhat similar anyway to I don't know. Say you're using the first thing I can think of is using like KuCoin, and you have like your trading uh, balance and your whatever the other balance is called if you use their exchange. So I guess it's similar to that, right? You'd have your oh, you might put my crypto balance, and then I can just I've got to make a step to move it over to my uh, stock trading whatever shares balance. Yeah, um, exactly. Okay, that's quite cool. Nice, that's a cool idea. Um, has, has anyone got any like last questions, I suppose, before we... Uh... Yeah, one last question. Why do you think that uh, security tokens never took off like in 2019 when they were like a buzzword? Well, because actually everyone was talking about it, but there was no regulation. And, you know, we we, we found out that, uh, you know, it, it took 18 months in Kazakhstan to work with the regulator to get them comfortable with our processes. We have, we... we uh, we engage with them. We we show that all our KYC EML processes, our interest and willingness to to respect all the regulatory requirements. You know, it's it is not a walk in the park, right? So you have to be ready. And um, in the end, as we are seeing, I mean, if uh, you are dealing with securities or like if you are dealing with tokens that are hiding behind the finger, but that but actually are uh, securities. Uh, you know, you might see a regulator coming after you, right? So we are, uh, so I believe that the world was not ready at that time. And the Kazakhstan is also a place that is um, also really open to crypto as well. So we didn't have to convince them that crypto is actually a good thing. They, they know it already, they work in the, uh, they have, now, especially with the China crackdown on crypto, there we are see, we, they are seeing a lot of interest coming from Asia, all over Asia to, to Kazakhstan. And so, so they were happy and uh, welcoming us. At the same time, of course, they wanted to guide us to make sure that we wouldn't sleep on anything. Because again, this regulation on Thor. So, into that, to answer, to summarize, in 2019, there was no clear good uh, regulator that would allow a crypto company. Because remember, when when you apply, they first look at you and they say, "Okay, you crypto, okay, a cross over your name, right?" So, so now we we found this uh, jurisdiction, uh, and they are well kept. So uh, that's why we are here now. Nice. I, uh, I appreciate your, uh, your answers and uh, your time uh, and your expertise. It's been awesome to, to talk to you, Paolo. And um, 
yeah, I say uh, it's, been, it's been great to have you on and uh, yeah, forever thankful that you took time to do it. And, and thanks to all of the, um, the listeners as well. Uh, thanks to Jerry and Ricardo, um, but we'll close up. Um, so yeah, I hope everyone has an awesome day, morning, evening, afternoon, week, whatever, whenever you're listening, uh, enjoy. Um, and yeah, thanks very much. Take care, everyone. And keep buying Bitcoin. Okay.